And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glasser. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos will recover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, inside sports fantasy football. Join Doink the Clown here. Do, 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 do. Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check him out. His company, Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com plus also as well, of course. Make sure you go ahead and check out tonight at 11 p.m. when Joe has a nightcap with you on Lakers Nightcap. 11 p.m. Pacific, right there for you on the Lakers Fast Break channel. Eduardo says, damn you, LeBron. What gives you the right to sit out? Hey, they didn't need him tonight. Good win for the Lakers. Also as well, go ahead and check out our fellow compatriots in the Lakers world. Of course, Empire Jeff TV, Lakers in 5, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, John Costa's Lakers Corner and Clutch Talk, John McAlian, and please support all those channels. And speaking of supporting channels, please go ahead and like and subscribe. Follow us if you can as well on Facebook to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. What's up, Cobra? With the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Excellent win indeed, Dante. Great to have you guys a part of our coverage on the playback.tv slash Lakers fast break, simulcast, keeping Joe company there. The Lakers closing out this portion of the season just before the All-Star break, heading into the confines of Salt Lake City. I remember Joe saying that this was going to be the one game that they play outside the Pacific time zone. And it was that game. We were worried about it back-to-back. No LeBron James decided to sit out. Joe was warming up, getting ready to go ahead and get that rant going on. But you know what? For months now, we as a collective base in the Lakers fast break community have been talking about, hey, Darvin Ham, play more Rui Hashimura. Hey, Darvin Ham, what are you doing? So much Prince. Why can't we see more Rui Hashimura? And then Rui Hashimura started, you know, he was the main guy behind a lot of those trade rumors using his salary going here going there going everywhere well he stayed on the team and he got a starting spot not too long ago and the lakers have been playing well ever since and tonight with lebron out of the lineup and ad with 37 points 15 rebounds controlling it on the boards in the second half after a terrible rebounding first half the lakers gain control the boards in the third quarter Game command in the third quarter, 38 to 23, and it was all led by AD with 37 and Rui Hashimura with a career high 33 points, five of seven from three. Austin Reeves, 20 points. D'Angelo Russell, 11 points and 14 assists. Seven assists also as well for Austin Reeves. Spencer Dinwiddie giving us solid minutes. Good shooting game for him, four of six from the outside, two of four from three. With 10 points, and the Lakers pulled out to a nice, comfortable lead at the end of the third quarter. They just basically slaughtered them in that last two minutes, and Utah had no idea what hit them. And the Lakers padded a comfortable lead in the fourth quarter, just put it into overdrive, and the Lakers end this portion of the season and go into the All-Star break with a 138-122 to victory. They are still in ninth place in the Western Conference, but they are now only a game and a half out of eighth. They're a game and a half in front of the Golden State Warriors as of right now, pending what's going on 
with the Golden State Warriors and the Clippers. Golden State leads by seven at the half. So the Lakers go into the All-Star break with a 30-26 and 26 record, four games above 500. First time since mid-December that they've been this high. And we'll tell you what, it's a good thing indeed. <laughs> and here today to go ahead and talk to you about the Lakers' big win tonight is, of course, the guy behind Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Soro and Joe Lakers nightcap tonight at 11. I know you're going to be talking more about it, but good win for the Lakers. No rant needed today. I know that's going to disappoint a lot of people, but no rant needed today from Joe Soro. Well, uh, LeBron decided to take a day off, and it looks like it was a good idea. If you can produce the results, you should be given your props. And Anthony Davis came to play. And we were just hoping to see D'Angelo, Austin, and Rui keep pulling their weight the way they have here in the last few weeks. They didn't just pull their weight. They pulled their weight. They pulled the bench's weight. They pulled LeBron's weight. And they eventually pulled the entire Utah arena's weight. So bravo to the Lakers tonight on the back end of a back-to-back first 2-0 record in back-to-back games. And they didn't just win the second back game. They won in Utah on the road. That is a very, very rare air, folks. But it was obvious that Anthony Davis took it upon his own accord that he was going to make sure that the Lakers were not going to lose tonight. And Rui right now is in a rhythm. And what do you do when a player is playing with rhythm? You feed him until he can't move. So Darvin Ham, keep feeding Rui. Uh, the most impressive thing tonight, besides the – well, you know, you, you, can't, you have to say it's, you know, AD going 37 and 15 is – it's impressive, but he's AD. I'm not surprised. But the most impressive stat tonight was that D'Angelo Russell made zero three-point shots, took eight shots in 30 minutes, and dominated the game with 14 assists and eight rebounds. And that right there is exactly what this team needs to go up another level. If you have D'Angelo Russell not shooting and dominating a game, holy crap, you're in trouble. And Utah has talent. Utah is still a play-in team. So this wasn't just some Detroit Piston team or San Antonio team or Charlotte Hornet team. This team has talent. They play well at home. And the Lakers went in there on the back end of a back-to-back and practically whooped their butts. They did come back a little bit. They did make a run, an extended run. But... When it mattered in the fourth quarter, they pretty much, uh, well, I should say that at the end of the third quarter, they pretty much uh, sealed the game at that point. So I'm very, very, very happy. And I want to say this again, LeBron, you picked the perfect game to rest because at the end of the day, the result is W. And if you can bring the W's, you're going to get the props. Once again, the Lakers do win 138 to 122. I want to clarify, according to NBA.com and ESPN.com on the box scores, they have Rui Hashimura listed at 33 points. 
As per the request of Darren, I have reached out and looked on Twitter. All the reporters are posting for the Lakers that Rui had 36. So let's give him 36 points on the night. Again, a great performance, nonetheless, 33 or 36. So I don't want to argue with Darren. And thank you so much for the super chat. Well, I want to ask you this, though. Rui is somebody that we've been asking, pleading with the coaching staff to play more minutes. He now has bypassed all those little nagging injuries that he's had for quite some time in the earlier part of the season. He is now looking locked in. And how good is it to have Rui Hashimura playing this well, getting his career high, and absolutely playing at a level that we have not seen consistently since the playoffs last season. It's 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 absolutely imperative that Rui continues to play well for this team to have a shot in the playoffs. We the, the Lakers do not need him to score 30 points, but they need him to be a threat and they need 15 to 20 points when it matters in the playoffs. Now, from now until the end of the year, regular season, there's 26 games left. Lakers, my prediction is that if they win 20 of the final 26 games, they will win 50 games and likely get a fifth or sixth seed, probably a fifth seed. If they can do that, now they start to scare people. Now they're going into the season scaring people. And if Rui is going to play and be the 20-point-a-game scorer for the next 26 games – that's going to ease uh, LeBron's workload. Spencer Dinwiddie made a couple shots tonight. Has had good chemistry the first couple games with the team in general. Was getting uh, distributing the ball in his first game pretty well. Wasn't shooting well. But tonight, shot a little bit better. Getting more acclimated to the team. Uh, getting along with everybody, obviously. That always helps when you're, uh, you know, most of these guys know each other anyways. But... This is right here. This is the building block. This is where you can start making guys like me, guys like Stone, eat our words. I want this team to make me look like a jackass at the end of the year. We said they're not going to win a championship, and I'm still saying it. So prove me wrong. I want prove us both prove wrong. wrong. Prove us all wrong that you guys are a championship team, that you're going to continue this for 26 more games and hopefully for four more series. Because if you get this thing done, then the narrative is going to change drastically. Because this is about winning and about results. The results of winning change everything. If you don't believe me, all you got to do is look at Kansas City. We just won the Super Bowl. No one cares about what happened in the third quarter, in the first quarter, in week 13, in week 5. All they know is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. We want to be the fans of a team here that watches the Lakers tell everyone you don't know anything about basketball. And I'll gladly say you're right. One thing I want to ask you though, Joe, again, the Lakers pulled out to a nice lead early on, early in the second quarter, moved up, I believe to about 15 points, but then the second unit came in. Uh, Sharky's favorite guy, Dylan Windler, unfortunately did not impress in his stint initially early on. And uh, just that second unit kind of let the other team back in. And the Utah Jazz closed it out to where it was a really close game. In fact, going back and forth starting the third quarter. But the Lakers, halfway through the third quarter, really started to turn it on. 
I think it was around the time that you had said that they had ran out of fouls and it's now time to be aggressive. Your thoughts, my friend, I think as soon as you said that they went on the run to close out the third quarter, including some botched mistakes by Utah to help the Lakers out. And that's what really, I think, sealed the game at that point in time for the Los Angeles Lakers. It's a rarity when you have a team get into the penalty in the first five, six minutes of a quarter. But when you, when you do, I'm sure if there was a stat for that, you'll, you'll find that the team that's gotten themselves in trouble with fouls too early tend to play tentative the rest of the quarter. And that's probably what happened. And it was a combination of this, the fact that the Lakers got into a rhythm and got, got a couple of baskets and then the, the momentum took them a whole, in a whole different realm. That last play of the third quarter, the Reeves steal because they were rolling the ball to waste time. Yes. Uh, that was, it's funny how that happened because every time I see that, I always say, somebody just die for this thing. Make them think about this next time they want to do that. And man, here comes Reeves. Gets it, gets the layup, gets it and one. one. Lakers go up 19 to get in the fourth quarter. And then at that point, uh, I'm sorry, it was 17? To, to end yes. The, the, yeah, 17. And um, at that point, Lakers have been pretty good at closing out teams in the fourth quarter with double-digit leads, so I wasn't really worried about the Lakers losing at that point. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was the last skywalker i know condolences to me wow man right i i just had talked about that and i completely forgot that i saw that movie yes (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't speak great things about it i suppose that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts One thing I want to ask you, though, is I said it before in the pregame and I said it during the game. If the Lakers shoot like they've been shooting the past two games, Joe, 50, 40, and 80, 50% overall, 40% from behind the arc, and 80% at the line, they're not going to lose too many games. And sure enough, today they did the same exact thing, 57% overall, 46 from behind the line, and 80 at the free throw line. That is coming off of a short window back-to-back flying one of the worst flying back-to-back trips you make as far as distance between L.A. and Salt Lake City. Big credit goes to the, the actual team to muster enough energy not only to find the energy to last throughout the game but to consistently shoot well during it. I'm telling you, they're turning a corner shooting-wise. They're no longer one of the worst shooting teams from behind the arc. They're right around the middle of the pack now, which, again, I said earlier this season, if they needed to do well this season, they needed to get there in order to go ahead and make teams pay for leaving them open beyond the three. It's also important to understand that this team that played tonight, other than maybe Spencer to some degree, but he's still, you know, in in his early 30s. So a fairly young team. Reeves is only in his third year. Russell is coming into his prime. He's been playing since 2015. 
it, it, this is this is kind of the prime time. And I, I say that because you're talking about a guy who came out as, at 19, 28, mm-hmm. that the between 27 and 32, the ages of 27 and 32 is when you really you get that that box the great boxers. There's a five year window, five year window that that they are at at their peak. I actually think some are it's more of three because again there's a lot a lot of damage even though uh, people think that that there isn't there's a lot of damage even for great play, great fighters and and uh, that don't get a lot of competition they're still fighting somebody that's still damaged in those years but three to five usually is that that window but for for the NBA being that it's not a physical sport in terms of you know breaking legs and clavicles and and tearing ACLs on a regular basis like football, they have that five-year window. Delo's coming right into it. Austin, Austin is going is still getting there, and he's improving every year. The Anthony Davis is in his prime. He's thirty. He's got another couple of years of this particular ability as long as he stays healthy. You have you have the 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 the, the ingredients to withstand these back-to-back trips, flights. This is it. This is what you have the youth for. And they took advantage of it. They executed. And it looks like whomever made this decision yesterday looks like they felt like they can go into Utah and take it without LeBron. They were right. They should be given credit, whether it was LeBron, whether it was Darvin Ham, whether it was a collective between Rapalinka, Darvin Ham, and LeBron, and Clutch. I don't care who it is, if it's their parents, their their, their wives, it doesn't matter. At the end, we said, you produce the results, then you're going to get the credit for making this decision. This is one less game, one less wear and tear on LeBron. If you can do that, let's say six more times, maybe not miss six games, but if you can do that six more times in the next 26 games, you're setting yourself up really, really, really well to not having LeBron being burnt out going to the playoffs. But it is important that the Lakers win a lot the next 26 games so they can get out of this play-in and hopefully get in to that fifth spot and maybe get lucky and play someone like, I don't know, someone like Oklahoma City, Minnesota, Clippers maybe, whatever. I mean, I know those teams are the top four teams, but... I don't know. You, 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 you're going you're gonna to probably scare those teams in the first round. They might be tentative. They might be tight. So uh, Denver's really the only team I'm kind of worried about. And right now, I think they might have lost to to, uh, to, the, to the Kings today. Did they lose? Did they eventually lose? I got. I haven't checked the score. Uh, the the Kings beat the Nuggets one hundred two yeah. to ninety eight. So that did not help the Lakers. No, it did not that. help the Lakers, uh, and it probably won't. But it is. It would be an interesting footnote that if the Lakers somehow found themselves in a fifth seed and then Denver is a fourth seed, that would, I think the NBA would kind of be mad about that, by the way, because uh, they would want that later. <laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks again for watching and listening. Lakers win 138 to 122. They're now 30 and 26 on the season. They are still in ninth place, but they're a game and a half as of now because the Golden State Warriors game is still going on ahead of Golden State. They are two games behind Sacramento, three games behind in the loss column. 
but they are actually three and a half games out of fifth place in the Western Conference. And, you know, I know we talked about where the Lakers want to go and want to be, but like you said, they have to go on a 20 and six run, 19 and seven run, just some gaudy number if they really want to go ahead and hop over all those teams, Joe, because then right now you've got the Suns, the Pelicans, the Mavericks, and the Kings. Four teams you have to jump over to get into that fifth spot in the Western Conference. It's I'm not going to worry about that jumping stuff. This is a this is based off this season and how everybody's playing. The key here is the Lakers need to focus on themselves right now and understand they win 50 games. They are very very likely to not have to deal with the play. Whatever happens with everybody else. Of course, if Dallas decides to go on a 15-game winning streak and Golden State decides to go on a 15-game winning streak at the same time, yeah, that changes things. But the likelihood of that happening is zero. The Lakers have to come in to the second half of this season with 26 games left, understanding that if they go 20-6, and they win 50 games, and they likely don't have to deal with the play-in. That's that's the mindset that they got to go into with this. Now, uh, Allie Clifton, one of my favorites, pointed, As I heard. Pointed, pointed to something that's very true, and I'm hoping this isn't a problem. There are times when the all-star break is a good thing for teams, and then sometimes it's bad. I'm starting to feel like this might have been the wrong time to have a break for, for, for our guys that are playing right now. Not LeBron, maybe not AD, but guys like D'Angelo, guys like Austin, guys like Rui. It sucks that they have to wait now a week and some change to, to, to continue this, this, this momentum. I just hope, I hope, I hope it, it continues. I hope it doesn't put a wrench in it. I want to ask you this though, when it comes right down to it, Joe, again, the team is now playing well. I don't want to say real well because they did play. I think they played their best basketball still at the IST, but this is close, my friend. This is close. We're now seeing a team that's seven and three in its last 10. They can make some moves, but like you said, it's that momentum. Does that momentum get broken due to the all-star break, Joe? I, I don't know at the moment. Okay. We're gonna know we're gonna know the first game out of the gate. They're playing Golden State in Golden State. In San Francisco, the okay. next the next three uh, the first uh, four games that they play out the break, they're going to be on the road in San Francisco. Come back home to play San Antonio, and then they have Phoenix after that, and then they come back to LA to play the uh, Clipper home game in LA. That's okay. that's if if we we need we need whatever they've been doing here there in those games. They need to come out of that preferably three and one. And then after that, it's still going to be a tight, pretty tight schedule because they're playing Washington, Denver, Oklahoma City, Sacramento, Milwaukee, and Minnesota all at home. But that that's a – boy, that stretch from, from, from March 2nd to March 10, they're playing Denver, Oklahoma City, Sacramento, Milwaukee, and Minnesota. And then they got to go – to Sacramento after that, and then come back home and play Golden State, Atlanta, Philly, although Atlanta and Philly are are 
you know, I think we can, I think the Lakers can take Atlanta at home. And of course, Philly's kind of uh, decapitated right now without, without the Embiid. But mm-hmm. man, there, there's a, there's a, they're playing almost all the playoff teams uh, during that first week of March, first week and a half of March. They're going to need to win a lot of those games, though, being at home. They're going to need to win a lot of those. It can't be six and four, it can't be five and five in that 10 game stretch from, from when they get back and when they play uh, that long stretch at home, it's, they're going to earn it. They're going to earn it. They can get this done. They will earn it, but they cannot in my book lose more than six games the rest of the way. <laughs> if they want to solidify a, 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 a playoff spot without, without having to worry about the plan. Okay. And I agree with you on that. They do have to go ahead and win now. But then again, we saw this <laughs> scenario for this is like a rerun. It's like Groundhog Day, my friend. We've seen this scenario before last season when the Lakers had to go 18 and 8 in his final 26 games. And you saw what happened. That was just to get to seventh. This time, as Alan Gervais yesterday astutely pointed out, the West is a little bit harder this time around. These teams are all relatively healthy this time around that are above the Lakers. So that being said, I think the challenge is a little bit more daunting this time around. I don't, I don't, I'm not paying attention to that, to be honest with you. Okay. We have to focus as a fan base on what the current results are. The Lakers during this stretch of winning six of seven, have played two games where one game they didn't have their own, they didn't have any of their stars in it, and they blew out a one seed in the East in the in the Boston Celtics. And they pretty much were wire to wire in that game. Then they don't go into tonight's game, another place that is not Laker favorable in Utah, no matter what time of year, no matter what kind of team the Lakers have. And they went in and they smoked the Jazz, which is still a good team, on their floor, on the back end of a back-to-back. Those are the little things that make a difference. Not beating Detroit at home. Not beating Atlanta after being off for two days. Things like that. Like that that stuff, you're supposed to win those games. But the Lakers were not supposed to win in Boston after getting shellacked by Houston and Atlanta. They're not supposed to win in Boston without their stars, and they did. Then they came back, beat New York a couple days later. In New York, we're playing really good. And then we're competitive in the Denver game until the last minute and a half. You know, one of those things that just, they got hot at the worst. They got hot at the right time in Denver, and that was it. But then they got, you know, they came back the next night and beat a really good New Orleans team. So there's there are... There is evidence that the Lakers are really putting this thing together. They really are. Even their losses are uh, respectable. To me, there's no such thing as a good loss. I I, I refuse to ever say that a a loss is a good thing. I, I just can't do it. It doesn't work with my chemistry. But there is a competitiveness that was there. You can't win every game. That's a reality. But... What did it follow? It followed a response with a win, and they continued to win after they had this break, which typically 
they would get lazy or get loose focus, and they didn't. They beat Detroit, whooped Detroit. Darvin Ham was able to sit AD a lot because of foul trouble, and they ended up they ended up winning uh, winning that handily, and then we were able to sit LeBron tonight, and they whooped Utah and Utah. That's that's as good as it gets in my book. That that's that's what we want to see. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. Lakers win 138-122. Joe, Darren's asking, do you not want to go on 11? Do you want to go on and have your nightcap a little bit earlier at 10? Are, 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 is the crew, does the crowd want 10 o'clock? You tell me. because well, have to, if, have if, to it helps, it. if it helps those who don't have to sleep early or on the East Coast, or other parts of the of the world, sure, I can I can move it up at ten a.m. I'm sorry, okay. ten p.m. Yeah, to make it that's that's not. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'll change it to ten p.m. Then ten p.m. for tonight. Yes, I'll update it now for you, Thank you in the scheduling. So once again, Lakers fast break. Joe Sorrow with Lakers nightcap coming up at ten p.m. for you right here at the Lakers fast break. So I ask you, my friend, again, thirty and twenty six. Heading into the All-Star break, it's not great. It's obviously not where we imagined them to be after a nice run in the playoffs last season, but there are some signs of hope. Isabel is already counting on 18. She says, Joe, be a little bit more positive. We're gonna get we're gonna get 18. She's on that end of the spectrum, and uh, God bless her for it that she's so positive that the Lakers are gonna get 18 this year, the year of Mamba, as she says. So, with all that said and done, though. The Lakers still have got a tough hill to climb, a tough challenge to make, several teams in which they have to go ahead and beat or at least compete with in order to get by in the playoffs because you want to try to avoid the play-in because the Lakers finding success in the play-in two years in a row over the Western Conference foes, that's a tall task, my friend, a very tall task. It is... And the task is going to be difficult unless they play the Clippers in the first round. It means they're going to have to play on the road for four series either way. Either way, they're going to have to play four series on the road in terms of the home field, home court advantage, which means every series is going to start somewhere else the first two games unless they play the Clippers. It's difficult already. So if you're going to do that, folks, if you guys were – preserving LeBron and preserving AD so that you could make it in the playoffs and feel like, Hey, we just got through an 82 game season, but man, LeBron has four more series where he can play like 25, eight and eight LeBron with AD dropping 30 and 15. Okay. I guess if there's a, a, a duo that can make it work, I can, I can extend that a little. I can extend the olive branch on that one, but it's it's hard because I can just, imagine it just doesn't it's not it just I've only seen it happen once in 30 33 years of watching basketball NBA basketball okay. it's just it's 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 difficult they could be the they could be the second there's a chance so Isabel I'll try to keep up the 
the positivity meter. Yes, has but I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna predict anything at this point. There's no point in doing that. What I do like is I like what they're doing, and I'm gonna continue to like what they're doing as long as they're doing it. And let's see how it plays out game after game. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Lakers do win 138 to 122. We give a hearty thank you and uh, truly appreciate everyone out there liking and subscribing. We just hit 1,400 subscribers on YouTube. So we cannot thank you enough for allowing us to be in your homes, watching wherever you are, the Lakers fast break, wherever around the world. I had to answer a questionnaire the other day about all the different countries that the Lakers fast break goes to both audio and video. And my God, it was just the roster of countries, Joe, all over, all over the dang world, man. We're just, you're that popular. You're that popular, Joe. Uh, it, it's, we, we look at so many things in the negative in terms of life, but it's not. We're healthy. We have the opportunity to sit in Southern California and talk to people in Sydney, in the Philippines, in Canada, Brazil, Trinidad, Brazil. Tobago, I mean, Taiwan. You guys, you know, just like when we discuss the, the, the bad things with our team, when it's good, you have to pump up the same energy when it's good. It's the only fair way to do it. You have credibility that way. There's nothing that we've said during the year that didn't come with some kind of credibility in my book because the results told us what it is and we just expressed it in our own way. That's important to understand that. It's important because you get into this habit sometimes where you have to sit in one spot all the time with everything. That is not the way to live life. That's not how life works. There are few things that are black and white, that are yes and no, okay? And the rest, it, it's circumstance, it's gray area. And in, in, in sports, in habits, socially or not, it, 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 there's, there's, a, there's a benefit and there's a curse to it all. So it's important for you to understand what will make you go the wrong way in those situations versus the right way? The right way is, and I'll use a, a cell phone as an example. I'm on my cell phone pretty much 24-7, uh, but not like a schoolgirl that would be just chatty and all that. I'm an information guy. I'm constantly looking at information, news, sports stuff. It's why when you're doing a podcast, especially a sports podcast, and I'm not saying the podcast made me do this. I've been doing this my whole life in terms of getting sports information. Before, when I started growing up, used to be Sports Center every single day. Sports Center, Sports Center, Sports Center, every day after school. Then it turned into the internet, computer, laptop. Then the phone became what it became. Then the smartphone came, and here we are. And plus, I do almost all my work through that, through communication, direct messaging, marketing, emails. So that's the case, right? Now, even with the doing it right, it's still too much. It's still too much. You got to be careful. So with analyzing the Laker progress versus no progress, if they're not playing well and they should be playing well, they should be reprimanded. 
They should be told that they need to wake up or figure something out. If they're playing well, we are going to say they're playing well. And if they even do something that's suspect, like LeBron sitting out the last game, okay, if you're going to do that, better win. And they did. They did. You better win. Because it doesn't matter now. When you win, it doesn't matter that he missed. Matter of fact, it's a bonus. So, good for them. Good for them. I'm, I'm very happy with the way they've ended the last seven games. They have played phenomenal basketball for seven straight games. And they played some really good teams. If not for Jamal Murray going nuts at the last minute of that Denver game, the Lakers could have probably won all seven games. And that's all you can ask for at this point. If they want to go 6-1 and one the rest of the way, I'm for it. I'm definitely for it. Win six games for every one loss the rest of the way, and I'm a happy man. We're honored and humbled, first off, by the Super Chat earlier with the 36 points, corrected by Darren. Truly appreciate the Super Chat from him and also from Xbox Games Pass only which, as you know, I love so much as well, best value in video games. He said, I get paid once a month in Australia. When I get paid, these boys get paid. Thanks for what you do, Legends. Man, we are honored and humbled that you do that, and it's truly, truly cannot thank you enough for supporting us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Isn't that right, Joe? Uh, from down under in Australia, my friend. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are on fire tonight with these questions. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know... In my mind, I never do enough. It's just it's just how the the, the wires work here. But uh, Gerald, you put a you put in a lot of time on this, hell of a lot more time than I do. So when when there's uh, resources going to that for that time, it it only it will enhance Gerald's ability to continue to do what he does. My goal, I don't know if Gerald wants me to put this out there, but my goal is to prove to those who have told Gerald that he might be making a mistake doing something like this to make them eat it. <laughs> and it I've been told be by a lot of people here in my I life. don't get I don't get told those things, Gerald. I've been fortunate enough in my life in that parents, friends, there's a, there was always expectations when I was growing up. So I don't have that story of Joe ain't going to do that. Joe, if they did, I didn't hear it. There's always actually been expectations. They expect things to happen, not, oh, this guy will fail. But there is a motivation there to, to prove whomever said that to you wrong. And I will have fun with it beyond. It will be fun whether they hear it or not. I think it'll be good. It'll be good content to, to get out there to the world. <laughs> Thank you so much to Sports Baby as well. Also gave us a donation of $14.99 Australia dollars. Truly kind for both you, Xbox, and Darren. Cannot thank you enough for supporting us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Yes, future. I've always talked about having a Lakers Fast Break or Lakers Con, a Laker Con of some type. So I'd love to have a meetup with all of our supporters and followers. That would just truly be a, a, a dream come true for us here. Sharky, uh, got nothing but love for you, my friend. But yeah, Dylan Windler 
it was kind of not the prettiest thing when he came in there in the second quarter on the defensive side. He got burned a couple times, only hit one of three shots. Mind you, he wasn't in there that long. So did it did hurt the Lakers when he was in there. So hopefully next time he gets a chance, he'll be he'll provide them a little bit better on both ends of the floor. What something what they need. He did hit a three. I'll give him that. But yeah, was not pretty when he was in there. And that's something I want to talk to you about, Joe. It got concerning in that second quarter when the Lakers put out that second unit and it was really starting to see a struggle and the let the Jazz back in the game. You're saying yourself, oh my God, that's here we go again. Getting killed on the offensive glass, eight to two on the offensive rebounds in that first half. But that third quarter, Joe, that third quarter, they really killed it on the boards. And I really think that's what helped propel them outside of just not only getting into the uh, bonus real early, that those the way they defensive rebound in that third quarter, I think, was a key to this game. Well, Darvin Ham likely recognized, and, and it looked like he totally was immersed in this. And that was, it was evident in, with 9.39 into the fourth quarter, there was a little bit of a jazz run there too. And he right away, he's like, nah, I, I ain't messing with this. And then as soon as he got back, pfft, Utah was toast. He had a couple. I don't even know what to call them anymore. Are they blocks? How the hell? Here's if you want to rant, who is the statistician? Who is the statistician for Anthony Davis games? Can somebody tell me who isn't a statistician the guy that the team provides at that facility, at that arena? Is that how it works? Or is it an NBA status? Somebody tell me this. I'm actually ignorant in this. I don't know. How is it that Anthony Davis had one block tonight? Usually he he gets it capped at three, even though he probably had eight. This is are these the same guys doing the stat the stats for AD? The guys that vote for defensive player of the year in the NFL? Seriously, how the hell did AD have one block tonight? I saw three in the first quarter. Does he literally have to go like this, like arms straight and get a block? Or the second he goes like this on a block, it's not a block? What is it? What do they call it? A deflection that doesn't have a stat? Like, seriously, I I'm really want to know. <laughs> I don't know. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. But, but Kessler go got three blocks. They <laughs> don't get it. I saw I saw AD block three shots in the first quarter. And then I'm looking at the stats in the third quarter. I'm like, one block? How many minutes did AD play? 38 minutes? 36 minutes? Yes. How? How is this like, who's doing this? He's not going to get a blocking title because they don't know how to judge a, a, a block shot for Anthony Davis. But anyways... When when Darvin Ham threw out that bench clearing lineup in the second quarter, it allowed Utah to get back into the game and have their run. Again, every team has a run in them. Usually it's been happening in the third quarter. This time it started in the second, and that's just when it did it. Then the third quarter started and you know it, it started kind of going south for, for Utah. So, blame it. You can blame Darvin Ham for allowing it, maybe. But how are you? 
How is Darvin Ham? And this is where I'm going to kind of support him here. How do you know if somebody can play unless you play him, it, especially in a high pressure situation? A little, and from their situation, this is not a high pressure game by any means. But for Windler, it's hey, I'm coming in, and this is a game we need. It's a second quarter game. We got to maintain the lead. It is high pressure for him. Let's see if what the kids got. Now I was cracking on him just because I, you know, it's part of the comedy. But you're not going to know how these guys are going to play until you put them and throw them in the fire. And that's it. He did it. Obviously, it didn't work. They adjusted coming back into the third quarter. They ended the third quarter as well as you could end the third quarter. They were up, uh, I believe they were plus 16 after being up only one, one point at the half. Then, Darvin Ham goes, all right, let's see if we can maybe sit. AD for another quarter. Yeah, that didn't work out after about two minutes and, and, and a few seconds. He puts AD back in. AD does his thing. Everybody else starts doing their thing. Jazz is, Jazz is sitting there with their with their proverbial hands in their pockets and saying, yeah, we're, uh, let's, 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 let's get ready for the All-Star break. Uh, we're done. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 138 to 122. They're 30 and 26, still ninth place in the Western Conference. Right now, going on as we speak, the Clippers and the Golden State Warriors. Golden State is up by 11 at the end of the third. Uh, Barring any unforeseen circumstances, the Golden State Warriors should hold firm a game and a half behind the Lakers. Actually, I think they'll move to a game behind the Lakers in the Western Conference. So, again, the Lakers have to stay on their toes. And after hearing... What went on last week between the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers in regards to LeBron, a possibility of him being traded at last week's trade deadline, at least the overtures by Golden State Warriors, things still get interesting as far as the Golden State Warriors are concerned because they were trying to make the hard pitch for LeBron James. Do you think that it will bite them in the ass long term? Uh, no, I don't know why it would. Okay. It was it was an inquiry. It was kindly turned down. Okay. My only question was, why go public with it? What's the incentive of that? Or why did it break? Who broke it? I'm assuming Woj, it was... Wojnowski broke it, right? I know, but Wojnowski with uh, Ramona Shelburne, but who broke it to Woj? Was it behind the scenes? I, One of the organizations, be, the agents? Gonna, yeah, I'm going to be a cynic and say it was, it was clutch. Okay. We don't, talked I, about this morning. Because GMs, owners of teams, typically keep things tight, right? Hey, yes. let's not tell anybody. Let's 
let's discuss this. Yeah, no, whatever. How, how could it not be clutch? Or maybe LeBron leaked it. One of those entities. And the question, and I'm still going to ask this, I've asked it maybe eight times since this morning. Why? What is that supposed to do? Borjanowski is not going to leak anything. So, and definitely Ramon is not, not after what happened with her and Jeannie. They're not going to just leak something without permission because everyone is on a tight leash. This isn't UFC. This isn't Dana White and his ability to tell everybody they can do what they want. This is the NBA, NFL. All these factions now are totalitarianism type mentality. You say anything, you're done. Right? Am I wrong? Yes. Right. No, so, you're not wrong. Right. So my question for the ninth time, why? Why leak this? How does it make any sense to even talk about this really? And who was going to be in that package? Who? Was three first-round picks, Kominga, Mooney, a filler for LeBron? Would that be enough? No. Clay included in that? No. Draymond? I would rather trade Wrigley Spearmint Gum wrappers for... Draymond and cut him afterwards then have him trade in it. Well, he was the one that reportedly was trying to help facilitate this trade, Joe, because of his good relationship with LeBron. But not Wiggins. I wouldn't touch Wiggins. No way. It would have to be for an expiring or uh, Chris Paul's almost expiring contract. Yeah, it's not. It It, would have made zero. It would be Clay's contract. That's the only one of interest. it's, It's a confusing useless topic at this point mm-hmm. especially with what we what we're watching here the last week or so you don't you'd rather just roll with what you have and go go after it at this point you have a better chance of winning this way than trading lebron for assets that probably won't do much first round picks in the nba are very iffy especially if you're getting it from a team that's going to win because you're only going to get picks in the what early 20s, late 20s. If you're getting a first-round pick and that team ends up botching it and you get a top five pick, top three pick, yeah. But how likely is that if the team is winning? Zero. Now, you can use them as assets in a trade. Okay. Well, who's going to be available this summer? Trey Young? Is Trey Young and AD enough to win a championship with good role players? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. But that's a topic for probably the summer. Because what came up later in the afternoon was reports, I believe by The Athletic, Yovan Buha and others are reporting that the Lakers are targeting. Although, again, this is the summer. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what which d- disgruntled star may end up being available that might catch the eye of the Lakers, et cetera, et cetera, that Trey Young is now a target of the Lakers going forward for this summer. I'm going to throw something at you, G. Okay. Trey Young makes sense, mm-hmm. especially with Anthony Davis. I think their games would complement each other very, very well. If they commit to pick and rolls, I believe, yes. Absolutely. They have to – much better than LeBron and AD commit Absolutely. to pick and rolls. Absolutely. 
especially considering Trey Young is a sniper, right? Yeah. And can and is younger and all that good stuff, yes. right? Okay, so let's let's say that's a good combo if that's what's in the near future when LeBron isn't there. Can you make it work with LeBron there? Probably not, unless LeBron opts out, takes less money, and then the Lakers manifest some kind of trade. But then you're going to have to get your depth traded away with that. I don't know if that's going to work. At this point, I don't even want to think about it, to be honest. However, we are going to we are always thinking of the now as well as preparation for the later. I'm going to throw this out, and I saw a couple people write this online. It's not strictly from me, but it did it did remind me of something when I read it because it's it, it could be something to look at. If this thing doesn't work out in Milwaukee, if they implode like they did last year, something where they get out, they get bounced in the first round or they have a 3-2 lead and end up botching it and losing in seven. God help Doc Rivers if that happens. Uh, I'm going to be paying attention to Giannis the next year or two. I'm just, I'm just going to throw that out there. But okay. Now they want me drinking pancake syrup. I now have to actually go to the store. What is it, Super Troopers? Cho- chocolate syrup. What do you want, yeah. a liter of cola? I'm just going to do cola? some shots of chocolate milk, but I'll, I'll go to the store and get some chocolate syrup, but not pancake syrup. But <laughs> you get a, my price is a lot higher for pancake syrup. I'll say that. But I don't. I actually don't. I don't put syrup on my pancakes anymore. What I do is I put dark chocolate, chocolate chips in my pancakes, mm-hmm. and then I don't eat it hot either. I let it kind of get the room temperature a little bit, and I just eat it by itself, and it's delicious. Syrup is really bad for you, by the way, folks. It's really bad. I mean, it's yes. one of the worst foods you can eat. But no, I you know what, Isabel? You're right. You're right to a certain extent in terms of their their game. But you'd have to get a point guard that I, maybe D'Angelo Russell might continue to be who he is, and a three uh, a three team uh, a three team Laker team like uh, I'm sorry, a three player. Laker team of Giannis, AD, and 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 D'Lo might work. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. This is what uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day of 2024. Happy Valentine's Day! Happy everyone. Valentine's Day to all the beautiful women out there, uh, and also the ones are, that aren't beautiful as well. You're still beautiful on Valentine's Day. The this is going to stay here. This is going to stay here for a while, so you guys can come back to this. So watch out. Watch Milwaukee here for the next year or so. Something very Philadelphia Eagles is going on over there. Something really weird is going on there. Kind of reminds me of the 2011 Lakers towards the end. Something weird was going on in the locker room. I don't know what it is. There's no leaking of anything, but it's not good. Uh, a, I will say for AD again, according to NBA.com and ESPN.com, of course they got the stats wrong for Rui Hashimura. According to everybody else, it says one block. So I just all I can go off of that. If they did get two blocks, then I'm sure it'll be changed and updated at some point in time. But as of now, it's listed as one block. I see for AD. That's so. changing anything. This has been going on the whole year. No, the 36. They got the 36 points and 33 points wrong. So as Darren pointed out, so. I don't, I don't care. I just I'm puzzled by it. Okay. Well, so Blue Magic, I went to San Diego State. 
between 96 and 02. I graduated in 03 because I had to pass this remedial writing test that I couldn't pass to save my damn life. And then I take a prep course. And the first thing the teacher tells me, this is after I've written maybe 50 papers. And that last year I worked, I, I did my coursework. She goes, Joe, everything you learned about how to write a, you know, a, a paper, throw it out the window. I remember I looked at her, I said, are you freaking kidding me? What, what the hell does that even mean? She goes, yeah, everything you knew is wrong. I go, so you're telling me intro, thesis, body, conclusion is wrong? She says, it's dead wrong. This is how you write your, your paper. Okay. I write the paper, take the test, pass the test. My whole academic life, down to the damn degree, and I was still doing it wrong until the end. How about that? I'm not saying don't go to college, but that was a very weird way to end college. Yeah, another way. message we just love to send after to the end, one you... It's a weird way to end your academic career, knowing that you were doing everything wrong until the last test you took. <laughs> this is my diploma, by folks, just so you know that. He's only I, showed it like 50,000 times. Yeah, I like to show it because, you know, I like to show up. This is what I do. He just wants I to like show to you. I like to prove. Educated. I like to prove things because there's too many people out there saying they, hey, how about my kid goes to Harvard and all of a sudden you find out they paid the SAT people, you know, money under the table. That doesn't count, folks. Come on. I could have done that. I could have done that out of high school. Could have went to Harvard or Yale and hung out with all those pe those fun people with their wool sweaters and their coffee cups. Because that's my kind of crowd, right? Gee, that's who I hang with. Those are my kind of people, right? Right? Yep. What were we talking about again? I, I, I kind of lost track of what we were talking about. Getting back to playmakers. Uh, again, as a secondary playmaker, I thought Austin Reeves did well tonight. But the key was, as far as playmaking, without LeBron in the lineup, D'Angelo Russell, no, he didn't shoot that great tonight. But just like he did in Boston, he didn't shoot that great either. What he did do was lead this team 14 assists, 8 rebounds, 11 points tonight. Again, not great shooting, but he was only 4 of 8, so he didn't need to shoot tonight. 14 assists shows that he was having the ball move around and get to the right people in the right spots, Joe. Control the tempo. D'Angelo Russell should have been a perennial all-star. Why he wasn't, I don't know if we're ever going to know. I really don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why this D'Angelo Russell hasn't been this D'Angelo Russell from the beginning. I never wore a turtleneck. <laughs> I live in Southern California. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Okay, so I went to San Diego State, Okay. I remember my first phone call back home, right? It was paradise. I went on campus for an orientation. Amazing. I, I, I called back and I told my boys, I was like, hey, man, weather, atmosphere, everything. And the end, the, the last line I, I, I told them, I said, man, the women here, the girls here, I should say, not women, the girls here are so money. Even the ugly ones are hot. Yeah, I said it. There you go. No hiding here. 
to all the lovely ladies that are watching the show, Isabel, Alice, and more, thank you so much for watching. And what, you don't think listening. you don't think women call other women ugly when they're ugly? What what, what, what world do you live in, G? Alienate I complimented it. More. I said even the ugly ones look good here. What? Hey, uh, the key to writing. Digging your own hole, my friend. The key to writing is 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 punctu- punctual. Punctuation. <laughs> Knowing where to put your commas. The semicolon is the hardest one, but you shouldn't be putting a lot of those in a, in a, in a paper anyways. Commas, ands, thes, how you form those things is very important. Me, I got to go over a paragraph at least five times and rewrite words and punctuation at least four out of that five. You do that and you'll probably write a good paper. I can write... I can sound like a CEO when I put my mind to it in a paper. Or I can sound like a complete fresh off the boat guy if I'm lazy. That's the difference between college and real life. (laughs) Good one, Darren. Joe hit the beer bong hard in college. You know what's funny about that? I hit the beer bong about four months ago at my cousin's place. The first beer bong I ever did, I I had done in 25 years. Dante. Boy, this crowd, I, maybe it's because it's Valentine's Day or something. They are on it tonight. The best Lakers Chadman that's out there is Lakers Fast Break. They are on it tonight. Well, it's a, it's a good night. Lakers kind of finished this first half of the year or first half of the season in, in a very, very good note. They seem to always end tournaments well. They end first halves well. Though maybe we can end the next half well. That would be maybe. good. That would be real well. I, I don't mind being proven wrong if the Lakers, if that means the Lakers succeed, get back, do well in the playoffs, and go all the way for an 18th title. I would love to be proven wrong. And so you guys can just roast us all day long on that. So that's the ultimate goal for us is for the Lakers to win. I'm just saying right now the task is tall where they stand, but we've seen this scenario before last season, Joe. Could the lightning strike twice again for the Lakers? I don't know. I don't care right now. I want to enjoy the the win, enjoy the finish so far. Well, we have eight days to to kind of kick it a little bit and and allow ourselves to have a, have a break from the from the constant focus of what this team's going to do and what what they're not going to do. My only worry now is that I, I just I hope this isn't one of those things where there's a it's like baseball where they go into the playoffs playing really really well and then they have a because they swept someone in the first round they're waiting for a week and it completely jacks up the rhythm. That's what I'm going to be looking for out the gate because they have a very difficult schedule. Competitive teams, high seeded teams that they're going to play even though they're playing at home. It's going to be tough. So, Dante, I have the chocolate milk in the fridge already. Do I need to go to the store to get chocolate syrup on top of that? or Because i got to take three shots, three milk shots in 10 minutes tonight. Are you serious? On yes. What the hell are you going to do with chocolate milk? Three shots. Yes. Chocolate three. milk. Yes. Yes for three chocolate milk shots in 10 minutes. Because I don't drink, unlike you. I don't drink alcohol. What, what the hell is chocolate milk going to do for you? What's the incentive? They just... He, Paid. He did a super chat. He said, Gerald, three milk shots in 10 minutes. Okay. 
Total six shots. No, total of six shots. Okay, I'll just do total six shots then. I'll do six shots on the night. Is is he? Uh, if they're gonna beat Denver, especially in a seven game series, they have to figure out a way to not let Jamal Murray kill. That's them. the key. That is absolutely that, key. He's been killing them at the end of games almost every loss against Denver. They cannot do that. They have to figure out a way not not let that, that guy beat them. The other problem is if they leave Michael Porter Jr. open, he seems to hit his shots too. So they're it's a problem. It's a real problem. I, I can feel comfortable that AD can somewhat keep Jokic from not going 40, 20, and 20, probably closer to 20, 13, and 9, something like that, make him work for his almost triple-double. But the issue is how do you stop – freakish athletes with size and the ability to shoot from anywhere. Jamal Murray right now is a one level below a Dame Lillard at his prime. Okay. That's what he is. That's a pretty deadly player. Pretty deadly player. Especially when he's got the talent around him. Aaron Gordon being the the X factor of that team with his athleticism and his team play. Michael Porter Jr. being a tall, freakish athlete that can shoot. Those are the guy that, you know, Michael Porter Jr., I always say, I, I, I compare uh, like Kyle Kuzma. I was thinking about Richard Lewis at the time. But actually, we went, if, if Kyle Kuzma had, had been Michael Porter Jr. in terms of shot making, he'd be a, he'd be a completely different, he'd be an all-star. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking up for SC for life when you should use a semicolon instead of a colon. So, trying to figure it out right now. It says... You should use a semicolon instead of a comma when you want to join two independent clauses without using a coordinating conjunction like and. You want to add also as well, you want to introduce a conjunctive adverb that connects two independent clauses, such as however, therefore, or moreover. Or you want to separate items in a list that are long or contains commas, such as cities and states. That's when you should use a semicolon. Instead of a comma. There you go. The semicolon is the balk in baseball. Okay. It's, it's, it. Never it, thought it, I would give it an English lesson. You, on the some people can see it go. and some people can't. And sometimes people who can see it sometimes don't see it. Christy and Reddish are due. Just after the break, uh, it is Gabe, Vincent, and Vando. We don't know the status of long-term if uh, and how or how soon they will get back into lineup. Although Vando were kind of iffy on, so we'll see. We will definitely see. Although, still iffy on Vando. You still don't realize that guy's not coming back? Probably yeah. not. They're going to evaluate him, like they said, three to four weeks from his initial injury, evaluate it from there. Uh, if he does go under the knife, then yeah, it's pretty much all she wrote there. Uh, thank you so much for the kind and absolutely generous Joe, two shots of liquor from Dante for 99 right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. The things you have us put through, but we'll be glad to do it tonight on the nightcap. Lakers. Am I nightcap doing it tonight or am I doing it now? Dante. Yeah. Dante, yeah, is he doing it tonight or is he doing that doing it now to give you a taste? You tell us, Dante. You're the one that was get kind enough to give us the super chat, so de definitely going to go ahead and 
Let us know. Christy may not sniff the floor again. That is true, especially if Dimwitty continues to improve. Uh, nightcap. He says, save it for the nightcap. Okay, good. Whew. You got it. You got it. All right. So my three milk shots and your two liquor shots. There you go. Or six. I was told six. Six was the last one. So. <laughs> That's funny, Izzy. Are you, is Isabel in, in the Philippines? Are you in the Philippines, Isabel? All right. Yes. What part of the Philippines? And and, and do Filipinos believe that he was on the Pacquiao juice back in the day? Who knows? Was Mayweather not lying? <laughs> Uh, don't get me started because Mayweather said a lot of really unkind things. Uh, no, she's a in... physical bad things. Uh, no, she's in Florida and he's a resident of Las Vegas. So yeah, uh-huh. but uh, she said she lives in Florida. But see, Darren, you pay attention when we talk here. That's good. Joe ain't afraid of no ghosts. That's right. So... New Ghostbusters coming out later this year. It helped. It helped with the kids. They they've never been afraid of ghosts because I told them early on in their life that. Ghosts don't come to the house. They're scared of daddy. So they're never worried. Somehow I believe that. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. What is Planet Cool Stuff? It's your ultimate destination for insightful exploration from the realm of pop culture. Delve into the world of movies, video games, toys, cartoons, and visit with one-of-a-kind creators, discover incredible places, and see historical artifacts. Whether it's a toy room tour or exploring the best of pop culture cinema, Planet Cool Stuff has got you covered. Planet Cool Stuff, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. Once again, is the Lakers winning 138 to 122? I, I did not see, Z, I did not see the, the, the interview with Rui. How, how was it? Sorry, uh, G, I didn't mean to interrupt. No worries. Absolutely. That's all good. Pacquiao was on the juice. I bet on my life on that. But in the NBA, there are many others. I won't say names. He did Is say, it... He did say though, Rui said, I want to impact the game. I want to be the X factor. Be aggressive. Use my size. Whatever it takes to help us win. That was his quote from after the game. And Darvin Ham said he gave he called this win a quality of life win. I don't know what that means, but what Rui said was he wants to be the X factor. Well, if he's dropping twenty points a game, he ain't, he's not an X factor. He's a factor. The X factor would be someone like Spencer Dinwiddie, being that guy that can get you that layup in the two minutes left in the fourth quarter type thing at the, at the right moment, basically who Trevor Ariza was back in uh, 09. Well, if they could continue to shoot 50, 40, 80, as I said in the pregame, as I said during playback, if they continue to shoot 50, 40 and 80, those are numbers that any winning team would like to have. And if they can consistently keep on doing that show, they're going to find a lot of success for the rest of the season. That's the key though. Can they continue to shoot that well coming out of the break? Uh, I don't know. I would like to think yes. There's an eight day break here, which sucks for that. Kills all the momentum. 
Yeah, it does. And the, the thing that sucks worse is they're playing Golden State that's hot right now, which also could not benefit from having a break, especially if they win tonight. So I guess we're going to have two teams that are hot right now that are going to play each other right out of the break. We'll see, though. The Golden State Warriors have choked their lead on the Clippers. They're now one only leading by two with halfway through. Actually, they're tied halfway through the fourth quarter, Joe. Am I getting tired, sports baby? Maybe it's because I've been on morning, pregame, playback, postgame, and then I'm going to have the nightcap. Jesus, what, what am I doing here? I'm doing more work than Gerald now. I was on with you. What the hell are you talking about? Hey, man, you, look, you don't look. Just because you're not me, you don't have to get all crazy with your attitude. Oh my dear right? Lord, have mercy. Okay, just you have to accept that certain people are just just built different. Just you have to accept it. So you don't see me try to out drink Gene Simmons or well, Gene Simmons doesn't drink. He's uh, Keith Richards. I wouldn't do that. Ric Flair, I wouldn't do that. You have to accept your mortality, Gerald. There's some people just, they're just made different. And when it comes to me and you, it just, it, I can handle more. It's just what it is. It, you have to accept it at some point. Eye rolling. I was the one that told you. You were the one that slept in later. Look, if you're going to make excuses about it. I was already out in the bathroom at 6 do this o'clock in the morning. When we have a, we don't have a meeting later, you know, when we're doing some, some, some preparation for the next show. Hey, look, I'm here. Look, you can, you can talk to me, man. You can talk to me. You know, let out what your all those inadequacies. Just you know, let me know. Let me know what what the problem is, and we'll try to work around it. it starts with an F, ends with a U, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Red Bull's got wings. Oh my gosh! Yeah, diet wings, actually. There you go. Know. Crash hard, my friend. Crash hard. I'm not uh, drinking. I'm, that's the mixer. No sports, maybe I was, uh, I was born and raised in LA, but I left it, it, when I was 25 and moved to Las Vegas. Uh, so I currently live in Las Vegas and have been living here since uh, 1995. Uh, but I've been a diehard Lakers fan. I was born in Inglewood, right down the street from the forum, actually during the, uh, May 4th, which is right around the NBA finals at that point in time. So, uh, is seriously, Isabel needs like one of those, like, Something good. Joe lives in Temecula, which is uh, what between LA and San Diego. Uh, in that, in that was a discussion I had years ago. If I added, there, there was two things we talked about. If I ever geared up, for those of you who don't know what gear is, you know, performance enhancing type stuff. And of course, the other one was blow. You guys wouldn't have a chance if I did that stuff. Zero. Sports baby, if you unless you work on the strip Zero. or you're a full-time gambler, it is not in your best interest to be on the strip every single day. And I'll leave it at that. There'd be zero chance. I have seen lives changed for the worse uh, due to gambling sickness, gambling uh, illness, and bad decision-making over the course of my three-plus decades here. Oh, well, yeah, it's closing in on three decades. Terrible, 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 terrible. But Dante, I will be taking the shots. Joe will be taking the shots on the Lakers nightcap, which starts at 10 p.m. Pacific. Joe will be leading that. So 
Yeah, Joe said he'll be doing some morning Joes. I even made a graphic and a video out for Joe. So he'll be doing some more cup of morning Joes there for you. So definitely uh, looking forward to seeing Joe a little bit more in the morning here coming up here in the not too distant future. So more Joe for you right here at the Lakers fast break. <laughs> You're good, Izzy. You're good. You really are. That's some. That's a good point. <laughs> See, that's and that's my point is. I'm 45. Obviously, I'm, I'm it, you know, it, it's it's just like women when it comes to babies. At some point, there's a there's a there's a there's a line that stops. Well, with men, testosterone starts to go down in your 20s and all the way up, unless you you replace it with like a TRT or whatever. But I I have I had talked about uh, those scenarios if I had done gear back back then, and also if I had if I had done any kind of speed type drug like coke man it, you'd have no chance you know you'd, you'd be done i had a friend who who did gear he goes joe you have no idea what that stuff makes you do i go what do you mean he goes you could li you literally feel like you can go through a brick wall i go so i'm not on gear and i feel like i can go through a brick wall what would happen if i'm on gear now what i feel like going through a skyscraper an airplane the ocean, who knows? So that's my story about drugs. Don't do drugs. And to Sharky, I just want to say, you know, I feel really feel bad for the Dylan Windler kid because, you know, this is the first opportunity he got in a meaningful time of the game in quite some time and pretty much laid an egg outside of the one three-pointer that he hit. Uh, he was terrible on defense, and they were, I don't know, looking over at the stats right now for the game. He was, uh, yeah, he was plus one, so he survived it in the six minutes. But, yeah, that just did not look good in that second quarter. <sighs> they love that Tayshawn Prince getting at the power forward, uh, Austin, D'Lo, that lineup. Yeah, Zangerstein is just not loving it. They were a minus 10 during that stretch. It was not pretty, Joe, and still – Ham is experimenting and playing with the lineups. Obviously, he had to juggle things around because the fact that the Lakers did not have LeBron James in there. But says his his fascination with what we will see now that Dinwiddie has shown he can play at a capable level on occasion. Uh, you'll see more of those three guard lineups, I'm sure, in the future, and that will not please anyone out there. It's 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 hard to get on them on this particular situation. LeBron, yeah, not too much. They yeah. won the game. Cam Reddish is out. Max Christie is out. The Vanderbilt five out. Lakers out. So you have to <laughs> got to understand circumstance at that point. It's not it's not really his fault. Now, if he has Cam Christie, LeBron back. We forgot about Gabe Vincent too, by the way. If you have those three back, it's not likely you're going to get too much, too many minutes with Torian Prince. And I, I think Torian Prince gets a little bit more than he should. I'm not saying you, you don't you don't have the the right you know right uh, analysis on him, but I think I think I think Laker Nation, and that's this is every year. This is one of those things again. Uh, Laker fans either overhype somebody on the team that's not as good as he, he is, but the other thing is there's a there's always a player during the year where the Lakers are hard on that particular player a little bit more than anybody else, and sometimes it's not as warranted as 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 the aggressiveness of it. Torian Prince is doing his best. He is a minimum type player, 
We just want him to play 25 minutes or less, and I think that's fine. But the rotations have changed a lot this year and that there have been injuries to certain people, and you, you make way you make way of what, what it is. And in the end, what do we say? Results. The results tonight were a win. So if Torian Prince plays 40 minutes and it means the Lakers win, I don't give a damn how many minutes he plays. If he plays 30 like he did tonight and you win, I don't care. Win the game, win the game, win the game. You could put Torian Prince in there for 48 minutes as long as it results in a win. I don't really care. Joe, I just sent you over an email from Dante. Just wanted to let you know he wanted you to read it when you get a chance, but possibly even before we go on the air. But thank you. Uh, truly appreciate everything, Dante, you have done tonight and everybody who's made contributions tonight. Three by Dante, Sports Baby, Xbox Games Pass, Darren, and Intel. Always great to have you. Just so appreciative of all the contributions you guys make. Cannot thank you enough for doing this. So, Intel Wild, I wanted to go ahead and post this back on something from earlier. Dinwiddie runs the pick and roll great with AD. I agree with you on that, Intel. One of the things I wanted to note is, yes, he didn't have to take too many shots. He didn't have to do too much in the system, but him running pick and rolls with AD, I wish LeBron and AD would run more pick and rolls. I really think it would be much more effective offense if that's the case, but you see, AD, when he's motivated with the right player, will roll to the basket hard and get some easy baskets, Show. Could could this buyout player really make a difference is going to be the question now. Good. Uh, we're we're going to need Stone to get back on here. we got to talk to him. Yes, we got to talk to him. I'll, I'll see what I can do to arrange it because, again, he's on the different time zone now. See what we can do. Uh, Warriors have officially choked as they're up by seven with under a minute remaining. Uh, again, uh, at home for the Warriors. So this is good news for the Lakers as they continue to try to distance themselves in the Western Conference from the La- from the Warriors so they can go ahead and focus in on moving up and not have to worry about teams breathing down their necks. So that's absolutely a good sign for the Lakers right there heading into the All-Star break. Spencer looks like a L.A. Hood Chicano. Spencer is a GOAT buyout, according to Isabel. Yeah, he's played well so far. Again, he is motivated, as I told you, Joe, because he is his career. He's now 30. He's now on the other end of his career, backing into the tail end of his prime. A guy who's never been a consistent shooter, good playmaker, inconsistent defender, he now has to show teams out there, including the Lakers, that he can get the job done coming off the bench. Ten minutes. I just want Spencer to give LeBron ten minutes the next 26 games. Less minutes. Boy, if he can do that. He, it's already great. <laughs> LeBron playing 28 to 30 minutes a game, the remaining 26 game in the season, could be a major advantage for the Lakers going to the playoffs. If LeBron is not burnt out going into the playoffs and the Lakers can get seed the correct, this with some luck with the seeding where they're playing teams that they match up well with this, there is a small chance that's starting to creep up. It's going to, it's going to be good drama here. The next 26 games, we're going to find out. We are going to find out indeed. It is the Lakers though, winning and closing out their stretch just before the all-star break with a win. 138 to 122. 
Offense was not an issue today as the Lakers scored 138 points. Joe, when you see them play this well, play with pace, get to the line, make you know, get the other team to get into foul trouble and shoot well from the outside, they put it all together outside of the outs- offensive rebounding issues in the first half. It was really a well-played game. We're going to bring it now to you, Joe. How much credit do you give Darvin Ham for the recent good play in the last three games for the Lakers? Uh, you knew I was going to have to get around to it sometime. It, what, it, again, results mean that he's doing a good job. Okay. When you win, you you create that positive result. You, that means you're doing something right. The the Darvin Ham right now has 26 games in the regular season to try to try to create the kind of momentum that, that that's rare in the NBA. Momentum from being mediocre most of the season to finishing the season off and then putting together a program for four series to win a championship. It's very, very difficult. So for the nightcap, though, Xbox Games Pass says he wants some Valentine's Day talk. So, and thank you again for the contribution. Truly kind for you to do so. Joe, will Valentine's Day talk be on the What's NCAP? Uh, the nightcap. Oh, Jesus. Yes, I will talk Valentine's. I will talk. The, the whole point of nightcap is to come down on the evening. Even though I don't drink at home. I drink because I'm, you know, it's, I'm a social drinker. So this becomes a social event, even though it's virtual. But the, the Lakers are a topic, obviously. That's the whole point, Lakers nightcap. But we do talk what? about other things. And I'm, I, I'll, I'll definitely talk Valentine's Day. I love how you put, you said, I'll talk VD on the night, on nightcap. Yeah, Valentine's Day. Okay. Well, oh, you thought I was talking about something else? <laughs> I didn't even think of that, by the way. Thanks. So that goes to show you. <laughs> see, see how his brain works. Well, I saw. I'll talk, knowing your chat, knowing is coming from well, you. I, you go high, I go low. I know the game, man. Cracks <laughs> <laughs> oh, me up a deep. But once again, the Lakers that, that win one thirty-eight. That was for Isabel being in Florida, yes. by the way. Shout out to Isabel. She is on the Eastern time zone. So really credit her for watching and everybody else that's watching around the world. Truly appreciate it. Dante's uh, Dante's on the East coast. Yeah. So many people all over the country, all over the world watching you, Joe, Australia, uh, Philippines, all over. Just imagine, man, we're going worldwide, man. It's awesome. Awesome to see. And it's truly appreciated by all of us here at the Lakers. Fast well, again, break, get yeah. your gear folks. Start representing Lakers fast break. Uh, this is probably one of the best shirts I've ever worn. And, of course, got to give a shout-out to the Mamba. Uh, this is not for sale. I don't make any money on this for Nike. Nike, I do not sell this. This is a shirt I made for my own personal stash. This is not going to be on any site. It's not going to be sold. This is me. This is mine. I put it on there. I paid for it. It's mine. No one else's. 
except yours. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though, it's great having you on, my friend, as always. Don't forget, Joe and I will be drinking on the nightcap. Uh, as soon as I get done with the audio portion of this, definitely and send that out there. Joe, a great show indeed. Uh, I'm going to stay on just a little bit longer because I want to go ahead and discuss some of the uh, events from the day, including the fight before the game. Isaiah Stewart punching out. Uh, who did he? I forgot who he punched out during the course of the, uh, I think it was like uh, it was well before the game started. So I want to go ahead and I'll bring that up here in just a sec. But yeah, you, did you hear about that? As I far have as... not. I'll, I'll check it out here between. Oh yeah, Devin, Devin Eubanks of the Suns. Yeah, I'll check out. I'll check it out here in the in the next few minutes. Yeah, like just around prepare. shoot around, man. I'll, just... I'll prepare. He has a he has a he has a uh, uh, Isaiah. You know, Isaiah was the one going after LeBron when he got in twenty twenty one. That's correct. He has a, a a ticker that's easy to tick. So, with that, I want to thank everyone. If you're not on Nightcap again for being here tonight, thank you so much for the support. Thank you for the for the super chats and Lakers. Yeah, you could say they dominated tonight, except for a few parts of this part, parts of the game, 138 to 122. Uh, Lakers post game. I'm doing the clown, AKA ox 1947. Have a good night and we'll see you soon. We'll see you in 13 minutes right here. Once again, the Lakers do win 138-122. I'll close out. I just wanted to go ahead and update Dante. Yes, it happened around shoot-around, well before the game between the Detroit Pistons and the Phoenix Suns. Isaiah Stewart, I guess, in the hallway, uh, punched out the Suns' Devin Eubanks, and uh, I guess we'll be receiving some sort of disciplinary action in the not-too-distant future for it. But yes, uh, definitely... uh, Want to see the the actual result or the uh, official story on it? I put the link in the description as far as in the chat. Uh, don't forget that if you want to go ahead and check that out. But yes, that is right now for a team that's struggling. My gosh, we just manhandled them last night. And uh, yeah, this is a team that's in disarray. I really think uh, when it comes right down to it, in fact, Friday, I'm going to have on Mike Angolano is who I'm at, my scheduled guest is. He covers the Detroit Pistons and the Cleveland Cavaliers, like one end of the spectrum or another. We're going to be talking Eastern Conference basketball, but one of the things I will ask him, hopefully if I remember, is, you know, is Troy Weaver the worst GM in sports right now, or at least in the NBA for that matter? So definitely uh, want to go ahead and make sure that's touched on. Uh, Last note as well is that Las Vegas, once again, was mentioned as for an expansion team here in Vegas. I do want to go ahead and and, uh, make note that Adam Silver was on the Pat McAfee show, speaking of ESPN, and he did mention that uh, definitely Vegas is on the radar. I mean, at this point, it's a foregone conclusion. I think you could probably say Seattle and Vegas are the two most likely expansion teams. Could the league expand by two more beyond that? Could the talent pool handle beyond that in fact i think i want to go ahead and hear joe's thoughts on that after of course the valentine's day thoughts and all that and the shots and all that if i remember i'm going to go ahead and ask him his thoughts if the actual league could support 34 teams and not just 32 no sports as you can see i'm born and bred lakers fan i'm sitting on a lakers blanket 
I've got Lakers jerseys behind me. Uh, I am a Vegas Gold Knights fan. Uh, I did migrate from that because I was only a passive LA Knights fan, but I was born in Inglewood, California at the Daniel Freeman Hospital, which is no more, right one block away from the Los Angeles Forum where the Lakers were playing against the Boston Celtics in the 1969 finals. There is absolutely no way I will ever uh, escape my loyalty for the Los Angeles Lakers. Absolutely not. Just cannot happen. So, yeah, definitely uh, will not happen for me, and I hope it doesn't happen for any of you Lakers fans out there. Uh, Clippers should go to Vegas. That was the thought a long time ago, 805, but now they got that brand spanking new arena. I know Joe doesn't agree with me, but if the Clippers see any kind of financial success out of that brand new arena that Balmer had built for them that's next to the Forum, ironically, in Inglewood, California, I have a feeling Jeannie is going to start making some uh, inquiries to see if uh, LA will build her a new arena as well. Just, you know. Staples slash Crypt is getting up there in years. And I think it's about time she might want to say, you know what? I think we need a new arena as well. But they all want new arenas, these owners and all that. So, yeah, definitely uh, could see that. Mega Driver, Mexico, Mexico could have a new NBA team, but it's going to be difficult. Mexico City does have a G League team right now, Mega Driver. So it is, in a way, a test market for that. Uh, I won't put it out of the realm of possibility. I also think as air travel gets easier, the possibility of a London team uh, could be in play or another Canadian team uh, would be in play as well. So um, Chris says, doesn't matter what the Clippers will do. They will always be a joke. Clips are going to clip, Chris. Uh, I don't even they do look good right now, but you know what? I really think in the playoffs, the clips are going to clip and uh, that's what we're hoping for. And that's what we think will happen. But Definitely glad to have you here. If you've not yet liked and subscribed, please do so today to get the latest notifications on when we go live right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. So Joe is uh, getting ready for his nightcap. I'm going to jump on as soon as I get uh, done with my uh, audio uploading for the fans out there. In fact, I'll just do a little bit and then I'll probably come on and make sure I got those uh, shots down that Dante was asking for and and uh, definitely see what we can do to talk a little bit of uh, sports, Valentine's Day, uh, expansion for the NBA, LeBron James, and uh, so much more. So Mega Drivers is Raiders, Athletics, Vegas, Golden Knights. Mega Driver, I know people are really in love with the, you know, people are in love with the Raiders here to an extent. Golden Knights are still number one in this town because it is a homegrown team. The Athletics Mega Driver, I'm telling you, they do not, as of now, they do not have the support of the Las Vegas public. It's something that uh, the governor wanted a stadium, baseball stadium, and wanted a team here in Vegas, a baseball team here in Vegas. The mayor here came out last week and said she wasn't really in love with it. Uh, Most people I've talked to said they're not really in love with it. They're going to tear down a beloved uh, standby, the Tropicana Hotel, they're going to tear that down, I believe, in April, if I'm not mistaken. Or at least they're closing it in April to go ahead and tear that down because that's where it's going to sit, right there on Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana Avenue across the street from the Excalibur, the Luxor, uh, New York, New York, MGM. It's going to be right there in that corner, which was once known as the uh, what the, the one of the greatest, uh, I guess, collectives of hotel rooms in the entire world on that corner. In fact, it had one time 
more hotel rooms on the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana than all of San Diego at one time, just to give you an idea how much importance to the hospitality world that area is. But yeah, they're going to tear that down. They're going to go ahead and build a stadium there. Uh, I'm not in love with it because it's just public funds for something for a team that we wouldn't want. Now, if it was the Dodgers or the Angels, maybe even the Padres coming here, I think we everybody would probably cha- you know change their minds. But yeah, definitely uh, the A's coming here, a laughing stock of an organization. We're not exactly uh, thrilled to have them coming here this way, but it is what it is, Mega Driver. It is what it is. But once again, truly great to have you here. Uh, thanks so much for being part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. Uh, cannot thank you enough. Once again, the Lakers do win 138 to 122. Uh, Lakers are now 30 and 26 as they head into the All-Star break. Do you out there approve of what happened? Or were you okay with LeBron sitting out today's game so he could go ahead and rest up for the All-Star break or the All-Star game coming up? And I don't know. I still have issues with it. Still kind of leaves me sore that he chose tonight to, to go ahead and rest. Now, mind you, we didn't have to pay for it because the Lakers played outstanding ball for the most part today. But still, it's kind of disappointing to see LeBron deciding to go ahead and sit out the, the Utah game, which was on paper one of the the tougher of the two games between Utah and Detroit. Yes, Mega Driver, the Gold Knights are champions. Uh, they're playing pretty good this year. Not great. Uh, they were started off awesome, but they've uh, they fought they fell on hard times in December, January. They started playing better as of late. So we'll see what happens if they could do it back to back. If they lost, it would be a problem. Sports baby, yes, uh, that's true. It would have been a problem. You would have gotten an epic rant from Joe. That's for sure. Chris says Jazz was a descent challenge again. Great performance by the Lakers today. I cannot fault them. The coaching staff. I got to give them the props. They were prepared and uh, they had all that they could handle. But yes, definitely uh, glad to see the Lakers get the victory tonight uh, for what's going on with the Utah Jazz. So definitely, yeah, definitely uh, cannot wait to see what Joe's going to have prepared for the nightcap tonight. And that's coming up in just a couple of minutes right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Joe Sorrell, it's uh, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. Still got some folks here left. Cannot thank you enough for st- staying with me here all the way through. Again, if you have not yet liked and subscribed, please do so today to get the latest notifications. I want to go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break. We do have tons of good stuff coming for you. And then for coming days, we do not want to leave you hanging dry. We will go ahead and make sure we provide content uh, in most of the days, if not all the days upcoming or during the all-star break we're going to go ahead and see as many days as possible during the all-star break with some good coverage right here at the lakers fast break we'll get some good guests on we'll have some great conversations and uh, basically see what we can do to entertain you and keep you busy during the all-star break indeed so yes definitely looking forward to it as joe i can hear in the background getting prepared for his nightcap uh, looking forward to seeing what he's going to be able to do tonight and be able to say I will have my shots coming up tonight, my chocolate milk shots. Definitely looking forward to it. So, yes. Uh, USC, Bronny James, our last place. I'm going to say this, Mega Driver. I, You know, I am a USC fan. I, I did go to USC for a cup of coffee. But 
But USC college basketball, after a promising season last season, they recruited on surface, on paper. They recruited really well. And they probably are the most disappointing team in all of college basketball. Them and the Bruins. The Bruins have not played well as at all either. So I have a, you know, I my opinion is that USC is the most disappointing men's basketball team uh, in college this season, which is truly disappointing with the kind of talent that they had. Uh, they recruited, you know, pretty well. And yeah, definitely was a, a very lost, disappointing season for the USC Trojans uh, team that uh, this, this season might hurt them uh, for a long time to come in more ways than one. Kids won't want to go there. They won't want to go ahead and play for the coach, Andy Einfeld. And yeah, it's just it's going. There's a lot of residuals from USC's poor play today this season. And Bronny James, he is not ready for the NBA. He should not. If his father, in good conscience, has a good conscience, he would tell him not to play this upcoming season in the NBA. He would say, stay in school whether it's USC or somewhere else, stay in school, make the most of your opportunity, get healthy, make sure you you play well, make sure you work on the things you need to work on, then reevaluate and reassess the situation next year. Uh, Chris says, will Bronny be NBA ready? How long will it take? At this rate, Chris, if it was not, if he was not named Bronny James, Chris, from what I see, I think he needs at least three years. I really do. That's just my opinion. At least three years, if not four, that would be my opinion because he's just not ready. Dante says, Bronny needs Braun to get him into a better situation. You don't have to be a dad shadow. So everybody, switch over to the nightcap with Joe. I'll be there in a few minutes. Thanks so much for joining us and looking forward to being part of the nightcap coming up here in a few minutes. For my shots, Dante, I'll pay off. Truly appreciate you joining us once again right here for the Lakers who won 138-122. We'll be back for the nightcap right now and tomorrow. More great programming right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.